I am sorry I'm so backlit at the moment. So oh, it, it it's Here, a podcast, not a vodcast. We're okay. Let, let, let's do let's do that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> almost almost angelic. Your beard is just so commanding. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I've had to keep clean shaven. I've been doing a lot of on-site work where um yeah. Yeah. How's With, that going for you? It's fine. I uh I enjoy oh man, you know what you reminded me of just now? Uh there was this um domo. Oh yeah. Domo commercial from I don't know, maybe the late eighties or early nineties. And it was like hyper, it was painfully local because mm-hmm. it was one of the oilers, and I can't remember who for the life of me. Um, but he pulls up to the pump and mm-hmm. you know, domo's full surf, right? Right. Self serve the whole we'll jump to the pump for mm-hmm. you. But they had so- the yeah, they had a promo going on where like you got a two liter bottle of pop with a fill up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you know the the service attendant like starts filling up his car, grabs a two liter of coke, like just plops it into his mouth, and then the camera kind of cuts away and it shows you know the bottle slowly emptying. But you know they filmed it in a way that you can't actually see him in the car, but it like looks like you know it's just hanging out of his mouth in the car. He's drinking it down as he's getting a fill. So yeah, uh, silly thing, but. Uh... So, welcome back to Scouting Stuff. It's been a hot minute since we recorded anything, uh, except yeah. for some Scouting 5 stuff. I uh, I think I actually I have to look at the well. Anyways, you can hear Scouter call in at the other end of the internet. Hello, good sir. Hello. And I am Scouter Ken, and we are connecting via Zoom this evening because our Discord bot died. And uh, Zoom, though, has a fair, decent recording option. But, yeah. I was just looking it up. Our last episode was recorded on February 15th. Oh, we just missed all of March. I did get a couple of Scouting 5 episodes out, but uh, we missed all of March. Yeah. March was insanely busy for for me, though. I imagine likewise for you. Yeah, I didn't miss uh, that. I mean, I missed that we didn't do one, but I, I missed it for like the reasons of social you know, hanging out with you and having conversation as opposed to like, you know, (laughs) being like, Hey, we need to publish something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, and it's not, you know, you just get to show up and chat, which is awesome. Um, I get both pressures. I'm just like, Oh man, it has been so long since I've just sat and talked with Colin and it has been so long since I've updated the website. (laughs) Double crap. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, terrible. So Yes. Um, although actually one thing that I did find in the interim is there is a little place, uh, a little sit down spot, not too far from here that ah. might work as a recording venue. I went, I stuck my nose in there on a Sunday afternoon and it was not overly loud. So that might be a thing. Is it worth trying? See might be, might be. Their hours are a little funny. Yeah. Um, because they're, Google says they're open till 11. Their website says they're open till quote late unquote and sometimes i imagine I've, it has to do with the business that's coming in the door exactly sometimes i've driven there past like or at like 10 p.m and they're shut so yeah yeah it is what it is but yeah although maybe we can convince the owners that we we can uh we'll patronize them and uh they can uh provide us some space for recording mm. <laughs> they seem all right they seem to have an all right happy hour menu at any rate so kind of mm-hmm. late evening stuff so but whatever when it, whenever we get back to that, goodness. Yeah. Scheduling. Well, 
Hey, you got any Easter plans? Um, I'm take I've taken down a uh, so I have to finish taking down a tree. <laughs> that's kind of my happy Easter. That, yeah, yeah, that's 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 my my Easter plans. <laughs> oh. And and doing my taxes. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm behind on mine too. <laughs> so so yes, I I have I sort of have Easter plans, but they're not really like yay Easter plans. <laughs> <Mystery>. <laughs> they're oh, more no. like I I have things that I need to do hmm. <laughs> that I've been putting off, and now that I have a, a long weekend coming up, I should probably do some of. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Grace and I earmarked this coming Tuesday as a day to do our taxes on. So, mm. well, that's good. Yeah get those done and out of the way but we have i think pretty much all of her family coming over so oh, nice yes well that'll be good it it will be her dad has per custom fitted me out with three different kinds of meat four oh. four different kinds of meat i have um, to tell you a story about meat in in once you're done explaining yeah. your your easter plants go yeah. so going. we're going to be cooking that in like four different ways because he oh, gave yeah. us shrimp so I'll probably just pan fry that. Okay. He gave us a huge beef roast. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'll have to get up at like 3 a.m. and turn on the slow cooker for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave us turkey thighs. So I'll probably grill those. Mm-hmm. Or I might bake those. Might bake those. Um, and then he gave me a couple pork tenderloins, just small little things. And those I'm definitely grilling. Yeah, I was going to say, throw uh, even if you throw like the roast on the barbecue on a low heat, mm-hmm. let that go for... Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those like large, like torso-sized roasts, though. Ah, so I could grill that, but that's is a that prime. Is it a prime rib or is it? A... I think it's like a sirloin tip or like a sirloin oh, okay. thing, but okay. I don't know. I I haven't read the label. It's big. I, it's big. I, I personally have had good success with grilling a roast. Mm. So I, I, you know what? So I, have I heat for a short period of time and then low heat for the rest mm. of it. And it's... I have as well. Um, but I have also eaten my wife's slow cooker roast Ah, and that is hard to top. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I happened to be at the, uh, the, the Legion on Saturday Mm. and, uh, they were doing the, they were doing a meat draw (laughs) for the listener who is not, uh, who is not familiar with the Legion, the the Royal Canadian Legion, and the uh, what goes on in said building? Um, I mean, the Legion is is a facility that's uh, for it would be analogous to like it's veterans and yeah, it's 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 a it's like club. So if you're in like the BSA, uh, imagine like a, a Loyal Order of Eagles Hall, but specifically catering to veterans. Yeah. So. Um, but in order to fundraise, they uh, they do like 50-50 draws and uh, weekly they do meat draws. And um, way back in the day, a meat draw was you showed up, you put your name in, in a hat, and you they drew it. And if your name was drawn, you you actually got a you got meat, you got yeah. a roast, you got a turkey, you got a ham or whatever. Right. Like that's you were just given a hunk of meat. Um, It has since evolved. Uh, Pre-pandemic, they were doing grocery gift cards is what they were. uh, Oh yeah. Is what they were handing out. So, but because it's Easter and it's post, well, uh, 
post restrictions anyways. Yeah, post restrictions, um, if not post pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it call it post restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually handing out uh, turkeys and hams oh. um, to people. So we, uh, uh, Cindy and I went went down and or were we were invited by a legion member and yeah. we went down and put our you you put in 20 bucks and you know you have the potential to win and they they do that that's uh 20 bucks will get you two tickets and there's 10 tickets so oh okay uh so 10 draws sorry you're right 10 draws um right. so uh of those 10 draws between cindy and myself we got two turkeys and a ham nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm 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 a little impressed yeah uh, we used up all of our luck for uh for the subsequent year you know like we'll never be able to we'll never be able to go in there and win again yeah. <laughs> so but oh we have uh we have easter we have uh thanksgiving yeah. and we have christmas all planned out already ah, nice nice <laughs> yeah you're set mm-hmm Awesome. I, uh, so of course our last episode was recorded before the events that happened in Ukraine. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's, it's tragic, but at the same time, it's kind of, because you and I both have Ukrainian ancestry and your surname, uh, Mm -hmm. seems a little bit more pure and unmodified versus mine. My dad told me the story of the various changes to our surname that led to it being what it is today mm-hmm. uh, and what it was initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep seeing Melnick pop up as a name in like news feeds and stuff. Uh, this is that oh, minister yeah. and general and whatever else. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. But the uh, Ottawa senator's uh, GM passed or uh, owner passed away. And oh. He was a Melnick. Oh, yeah. No relation. Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, Canada is like, if you look at like people of Ukrainian descent, uh, yes. obviously the most of them live in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Second is Russia. Third is Canada. Mm. I would believe that. <clears throat> so, uh, I have been going through, I have a book upstairs called traditional Ukrainian cookery. Um, nice. Yes. And so as butter way and of, garlic. <laughs> well that but uh lots of other <laughs> oh, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff in there let me tell you my goodness um so i've been my my own little like twitter protest you know is uh i go through it periodically and i find like recipes because it's not mm. just recipes the the author uh was like a major ukrainian um booster and historian and uh women's advocate and all this stuff so mm-hmm. the book is like, it's got each section is like prefaced by like an essay about, you know, the importance of this and that and Ukrainian culture oh, nice. and whatever. It's, it's all, yeah. it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been going through it and I've been tweeting these out periodically. Today was because, it's, you know, Palm Sunday and we're getting into Easter week. Today was the actual like Pasca bread recipe. Right. You know. How'd that turn out for you? Or did, well, we did haven't you made it. it or... uh, we haven't made it yet. It's getting made later this week. I need to go buy more <laughs> eggs first because you need a boatload of eggs for making Bosca. How, how how many eggs does one need for that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, so, like the recipe that I put out today calls for six eggs, and mm. we will typically make about two of those. Oh yeah, so you're 
So you, you're at least dozen. a dozen eggs committed to, to this. You're in, it, you're in it for a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Plus any other baking you need to do during the week. Yeah. 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 Uh, plus any other eggs you want to eat during the week. So yeah, I'm thinking I got to go get at least a flat of 30, but mm-hmm. it's fun. This it, it's, it's like, this is a fun time because like, it's, you know, yeah. some of the, some of it's being provided, right. Because like Grace's mom will make half of it. Um, but you know, like we've got Ella made cabbage rolls the other day. They're in the freezer over here. Um, oh, yeah. Elena loves Nalesniki, uh, oh. the crepes with the cottage cheese. Yeah. 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 No, so she, uh, she made a bunch of those like a week ago. They're in one freezer or another. Um, mm-hmm. this is fun times. Uh, this is another episode of cooking stuff. Yeah. Uh, stuff. <laughs> well, every time we, we, we haven't seen each other in a while and we, we, we start by talking about food because mm. <laughs> we're Ukrainian. We're Ukrainian. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> anyway, that said, um, it's getting a little later. So I, I wanted to keep this short, but mm. I did want to. This is because this is something I've highlighted two or three times now in Scouting Five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to see some news stories percolate up on um, Canadian news feeds. And it's actually something that my daughter's scout troop is going to be doing. Although I guess I should briefly one more bit of banter um, because we got to do in person cup cars again. Yay. Oh, yeah. It was good stuff. It was. Hooray. Oh. That's, that's fun. We actually fixed up the track some. Got some new springs, so the uh, the launcher pegs are no longer purely manual. Yeah, excellent, excellent, yeah. and uh, fun races. I I got to admit, um, the competition has gotten fierce. <laughs> There's what's, a level of intensity that's uh, well, going on here. You might say. What's just funny because like I'm I'm on my third kid through the Cub program now, mm-hmm. right? Elena's in Cubs now. Juliana and Ella have both moved up to Scouts, and. So this is the seventh cub car I've helped build, not counting my own. And like Ella's first year, all you needed to win was a little bit of weight and some graphite powder on the wheels, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody, nobody really knew what they were doing. And a good alignment. <clears throat> yeah, a good al- although, although there is some physics to that as well. Um, there's a few videos on, on the internet that talk about like having a rail rider. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, steering like deliberately steering into the whales or into the rails um so i don't know there's some debate there but uh Mm. but you know no longer no longer in 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 those intervening like six-ish years since that first car um we've got a lot of cubs who've come in and they build to win and it is fierce competition um so but it's great to see right because like you get some of these cars that are just rockets question Mm? uh mostly mostly cub built cars or is do you do you guys have the adult slash leader category still <laughs> <laughs> we do actually do the well we do do the scouter cars separate oh good yeah. yeah we do the scouter cars separately although this year there were only two that actually two of us that actually had time to build it i was not one of them it was uh it was actually a, a mother-son team because uh, both mom and son are scouters for the cubs uh, okay uh <sighs> But uh, even so, that was fun. That, that, that was a good time. And the scout truck races are this Monday. So nice. Yes, those are always those are always fun to watch go thundering down the track. Mm-hmm. Although the scouts decided normally we race the scout trucks at one point two kilos, mm-hmm. and so that's the weight that I started building to. And then I had the 
temerity to ask the scout leaders what they had actually set the weight limit at. And they're like, oh, uh, mm, we're not sure. Came back, oh, this year it's 9.7 grams or 907 grams, 907 grams. It's like, oh, I got to lose like 300 grams of weight on this truck. What am I going to do? Oh, boy. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have those in person again. We did them virtually last year and that was okay. Yeah. But not the same. Not the same. That it, the energy and really intensity of the room is. Yeah. 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 You need so, that. You need that dull roar and the cheers and all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's been something that I've seen popping up in the news a little bit too. There's a few local newspapers that have, you know, shouted out the return of the Cub Car Rally or the Beaver Buggy Rally or what have you. <sighs> yes. It's always a trick though, managing. There's a lot of, there's a lot more expectation management that goes into it now, right? Because, you know, you get cubs who, we also do the design category. So you get cubs who just like pour themselves into like the design side of things, right? Yeah. And some of the designs are just awesome, but then, you know, it doesn't necessarily perform well on the track, right? And so there's like some heartbreak there and it's like, oh, you got to manage expectations a bit. Yeah. It's cool a race design though. doesn't always equate to a fast car. Yeah. You know, if you build me a big fuzzy couch, um, I will applaud you forever for your detail, but mm-hmm. that fuzziness is a lot of friction on the track and I'm not surprised you didn't make it across the finish line. Mm-hmm. So when you said couch, I remembered the time we lashed the couch to the canoe. And <laughs> right. Sailed it across the lake. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Different, end different story. Different, different story. <laughs> Still have the photos of that though. My goodness. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, all banter aside. I did want to touch on a, like, I did want to kind of pluck that Ukraine thread a little bit because I have been nothing but impressed at the way that scouts have, uh, oh, sorry, quick text. Okay. I've been nothing but impressed by the way that scouts in some of the surrounding countries there have stepped up. Um, and so I know I linked this, I know I have linked this article in Scouting 5 before, but I'll link it again in the show notes today. Um, it's at scout.org, so the World Organization's official webpage. And it's sort of the ongoing emergency response in Ukraine. Um, just sort of a summary of things that have been done. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the the war in Ukraine has created a massive refugee crisis. Uh and many of those have crossed into Poland, for example. And scouts have been right on the ground there, um, assisting, uh, you know, Polish authorities uh, at intake centers, welcoming refugees, helping to coordinate arrivals at the border. Um, those that have scout halls have been able to convert those into temporary shelter, setting up cots um, and preparing other help for those that, you know, need a place to stay temporarily. Um, and of course, groups have been collecting supplies, um, food, clothes, blankets, hygiene products, medicines in uh, like what else has been happening? Um, Czech scouts, because, of course, uh, you know, another country bordering Ukraine. Um, again, lots of supplies collection um, and not just supplies collected from within scout groups, but also organization or organizing um, donation drives in communities to collect needed supplies. Again, you know, that food, clothes, blankets, hygiene products, medicines. Um, And, you know, they've been working directly with Ukrainian partners to, you know, focus their donation drives on exactly the things that are most needed. Um, In Romania, another country that has seen a huge intake of refugees, um, 
Romanian scouts have been coordinating things like finding housing, finding transport, uh, as well as, you know, goods, equipment and aid. Um, and then also just lending assistance, volunteering with other aid organizations in communities to help people do what they can. Um, similar efforts in Hungary, Estonia, Slovakia, Lithuania, lots of, again, donation drives, working with regional support centers to uh, just find people a place to stay if they need it. So, and then just the other day, I noticed that there was a news article on um, scouts.ca where uh, this was a Guelph uh, Venturer crew, I think, that organized a donation drive and they basically collected 300 sleeping bags and those were sent over to Poland to, you know, be used to help out, help (laughs) Ukrainian refugees have something warm to sleep in uh, for a night or two before they're sent on to more permanent housing. And uh, this was organized by one venturer in particular, um, a service project that was put on by, again, a venturer out of Guelph, Ontario. Um, And he actually has an ambitious goal of about 5,000 sleeping bags in total. So there's a, I'll make sure to include that article uh, as well in the show notes Um, because, you know, that's a monumental effort and certainly something that's worthwhile to support. But, and then of course, beyond that, there is actually, so scout.org, the World Organization of the Scouting Movement's webpage actually has a Kickstarter-like functionality um, there's, uh, it's just called donate.scout.org. And so scouts within, within, re, within certain guidelines and, and certain, um, limitations, um, scout groups can set up or, or scout organizations can set up, um, donation drives to fundraise for various causes. Uh, and one of them is of course, you know, uh, funding for the relief effort in the Ukraine. Uh, but I just wanted to, because like, I know that Ella's scout group on Wednesday is kind of having a chill day. <laughs> Ella gets two, Ella and Juliana get two scout meetings uh, this coming week. They get the scout races, they get the scout truck races on Monday, and then they normally meet on Wednesday evenings. And so the Wednesday evening meeting is kind of as a, well, if you didn't go racing on Monday, we're just going to have sort of a downbeat chill meeting. But I think some of what they're doing is about Ukraine. And so I thought maybe just because another thing I've been really struck by doing the Scouting 5 episodes recently is just how there was one episode in particular. I want to say it was the first one that I published in March. I could be misremembering, but it was there were two or three stories about like scouts in Africa doing really cool stuff to like help out remote communities in in their countries, like building hand washing stations in these remote villages and then showing the people there how to maintain them, uh, things like that. And then, you know, you have a story out of like England about how you have some sea scouts celebrating their hundredth anniversary and, um, and, and, and yachting and things like that. And it's like, this is a real juxtaposition, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we here are, or even like next week, you know, the Cubs are going on a big, long hike and there's nothing wrong with going on a big, long hike. I'm not saying that there is. Uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going on a big, long hike or a camp or any of those things or, or doing cup car races. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Those are all awesome things to do. And you should definitely be doing those with your Cub Scouts and your Scouts if you're not doing them. Uh, better than playing dodgeball all the time. But it just, it's, 
it always strikes me now doing these scouting five episodes, how, you know, the, the stuff that scouts here in North America, in, in most of Europe are getting up to is very different than what scouts in other parts of the world are getting up to where they are getting out into these remote communities and, you know, bringing basic sanitation uh, mm-hmm. or they're pitching in and helping out with hurricane response or, or tsunami or um, typhoon relief efforts, things like that. It's very, very different. And here's an opportunity in a way for scouts in Canada, North America, Europe to chip in and help out um, in the, you know, in that other way to, uh, to, to really reach out and extend uh, a measure of support for, you know, people in general and, and also, you know, other scouts. I mean, <laughs> kudos to the Ukraine scouts. I don't know if you remember, we did that little thing for the scouts in Kiev. Uh, I really hope someday I can get back in touch with those, with those kids because man, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but like since the war began, um, <clears throat> scouts in Kiev, in Kiev, in Odessa have been used for food and clothing collection and distribution, shoes, sleeping, like all the needful supplies. Um, scouts in Odessa have been organizing like online meetings for kids to help lift their spirits, to entertain them. It's, you know, <laughs> they're literally doing scouting in a war zone and they're just, they're trying to help other people in their communities. And so I just wanted to maybe touch on some ways if there are scout groups in Canada that are looking for ways to help out um, or not just in, not just even in Canada, right? Like, you know, if you're a scout group anywhere, I, we have listeners in many, many countries um, ways that you can help out. So um, now obviously monetary contributions are, an opportunity to, or are a way to help out. And there's, you know, you can do different things with that, right? Like, I mean, you don't just have to empty out your own pockets, right? Like if you want to do fundraising drives and then all the proceeds get donated to the World Organization's fundraising page, um, just looking at it here now, and again, the link will be in the show notes, it's raised about $417,000 so far has a goal of 500,000 and 30 odd days remaining in the campaign. So, you know, you could do like a localized fundraising drive. Proceeds could be then donated. Um, (laughs) Scout.org does note, please do not go to the border on your own Um, because places that are along the border, you know, so if you're listening in Europe, please don't go to the border of Ukraine um, just on your own initiative, mostly because the organizations that are already like at those points have people they don't necessarily need more people um border areas are there there's you know there's a lot of tension there and volunteers who aren't there specifically for that purpose and on mission can actually cause more challenges than they solve so um you know you know if you are listening in europe right now uh and you want to help going to the border is not necessarily how to help but uh Skipping past financial donations and skipping past just walking to the border and saying, what can I do? Uh, Or, you know, like to a refugee center and saying, what can I do? Um, One thing, of course, that's come up again and again in the news is that idea of donating supplies. Because in these sorts of humanitarian crises, um, they need everything. They really Uh do. Um, One thing I remember, and this is a few years ago, um, this is during the Syrian crisis uh my one of my coworkers, and you know I, I was mentoring him in cybersecurity at the time was himself a syrian and so you know i was getting a lot of news about that and the refugee crisis that it created 
And one thing that I remember quite distinctly from all of that news was that one thing that a lot of refugees ran short on was dental stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, and, and it's, it, it's kind of a, I mean, anything is important, right? People need food. People need something, mm-hmm. to, you know, people need clothes. People need something to sleep in. They need all of these things, especially if they've literally just bugged out of home with the clothes on their back yeah, or whatever was right. in their car at the time. Mm-hmm. And so any of those things is, is great. Like the, the venture doing the sleeping bag drive, good on mm-hmm. him, definitely. Um, but I remember that specifically. So one idea I might throw out there is doing like a, a toothbrush drive or a toothpaste, toothbrush and toothpaste drive um, mm-hmm. because that's something that people run out of. And dental health can fall off real fast when you don't have that stuff. Yeah, it's true. So uh, yeah. You know, sleeping bags, clothing. Um, we are starting now to see Ukrainian refugees come to Canada. And uh, actually, this reminds me, I have to send an email tomorrow about this to council, I, I guess. Um, you know, there are, there are local organizations that are working to bring refugees here and find them places to stay, work, things like that. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to, you could also reach out to them and say, Hey, like, what do, what do you need? What do they need? What are, what are some resources that would help you help them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and you'll find the answer is probably like varied, right? Um, mm-hmm. because I mean, these are people who've literally left their entire lives behind, hopped on a plane and come to Canada, hoping for the best. There's literally nothing they don't need, you know? They need clothes. They need food. They need furniture. Uh, they need everything. That's right. Uh, yeah, other... furniture. F- furniture is another thing too, right? Like, yeah, you're you're just picking up and going, and there's, you know, just the yeah. clothes on your back and maybe a suitcase. <laughs> if, you, if you were lucky enough to have time, yeah, maybe you have a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all sorts of things. It's weird but again. Like, because... I, I, I I feel like, yeah, approaching those organizations that are front line and then asking how you can help them would probably be the, the most useful way of assisting. It is. In, situ- in humanitarian crises like these, there are organizations that take front and center, whether that's Red Cross. Um, you know, I know there's a handful of different groups in and around the Edmonton area um, that have really stepped up and kind of come to the fore and are doing most of the coordination work. Um, so contact your council or maybe your national scout organization if you need to, um, or just do a little bit of research in your area and figure out who those organizations are. It's going to change from area to area. Yep. Um, so I can't really give concrete specifics. Red Cross is usually fairly reliable as, you know, uh, oh yeah, they're probably involved here somehow. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, Whichever the organizations are in your area, reaching out to them and working with them, being like, okay, what do you need? Like, what can, you know, how can we help? What can we do? What do you need? Um, There was something else that crossed my mind there. Oh, right. And this is more, this is a little bit more esoteric and this is a little bit more, um, you know, nothing may come of it, but this is another email I have to send tomorrow, which is basically like, you know, of the two or 300 Ukrainian refugees that have come to the Edmonton area so far, were any of them involved in scouting back home? Mm-hmm. Do they still want to be? Because yeah. 
maybe as scouters and scouts involved in scouting with scout mm-hmm. groups, we could open our doors to them. It might be worthwhile, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and you've I- gone through a traumatic experience. Maybe it'll help to kind of ground you again and, and you know, help well, that help move forward or at least, you know. And I mean, it can be a means of finding community too, right? Yeah, that, thank you. That, yeah. that was more of what I was going for. It's just like, um, yeah, show them that there, there are people here that yeah. are uh, like-minded and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you want that sense of community. Yeah. And I mean, I may have a little bit of rose-colored glasses because the 59th has been consistently quite awesome in this regard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like there's just, you come to our group and there is just that sense of, community you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know especially amongst the scouters like there's this solid group of people and, mm-hmm. and and greenfield's kind of special in that way too i think in some ways um but just you know like it's it is just sort of you know a, a way to find people who kind of yeah like you say have similar interests do similar things um there's a bit of that commonality in cause which is nice mm-hmm. um and it can be a way to you know actually just find some people find find uh find a few friendly faces yeah that's right because when you hop on a plane and you just up and go to another country Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's that's a lot that is a lot i don't i don't know uh you know i don't know i don't know how people do it but i guess it's the uh uh, the i mean we're fortunate in that we've never been in that situation yeah you don't have a choice right yeah yeah (laughs) It's that but, lived experience, right? Like when you're yeah. forced to, you need, you know, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Like, well, I can stay in bombs or I can leave and not bombs. Hmm. Hard yeah. choice. Not hard choice. It is hard choice. Very hard choice. But, um, you know, at the same time, I mean, that is the decision that a lot of people have made many, mm-hmm. many, four million now, maybe more ten, 10 million, I think 10 million in at least 10 million displaced. Mm-hmm. At, I heard I that around, number too. Yeah, I think around 4 million have now left the country. Yes. That's 10% that, of the population I, there. Like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, the Syrian refugee crisis took months to even reach a million. And here mm-hmm. we are two months in and we're already at four that have left the country. Like, that's, ah, yeah. can't even fathom that. Um, but yeah, I mean, scout groups, in my experience of them, are, are one, and we did this. We did this. Uh, a couple of years ago when Fort McMurray burned down, mm-hmm. right? You know, we if standing invite, like anybody who wants to come and hang out with another scout group. If you were involved in scouting up in Fort Mac, like you want to come into another scout group, mm-hmm. come on down. I mean, we in the 59th didn't see anybody come over personally from Fort Mac. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of the scout groups in the area did, but it was something that was, and, and I mean, granted, you know, when you've just fled your home, whether because of fire or war or whatever else. Yeah. Getting back into scouting is not necessarily top of mind. Um, it may not be top on the list of things to do. Right. right. You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Just, I, I need to find a scout group. Um, yeah. I just fled my country. What am I going to do? I'm going to find a scout group. Yeah. It, it, it is definitely far, far from top of mind. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I would submit that we as scout groups in these areas where these refugees are coming to should be willing to open our doors yes. and make it known that the door is open. Um, because, yes. you know what? Hey, I mean, 
that uh, that opportunity to just you know even if there is a difference in how things are organized even if there's a bit of mm-hmm. a language barrier there there's still a familiarity there and you that's know that's right I speak from a little bit of experience in that regard because I have met with scouts from a bunch of different countries. I've gone to different countries and sought out scouts in those countries. And for as different as it always is, there is always something in common. And you can walk into that room and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. That might just be me um, because this is such a central part of who I am as a person. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I... It has been my experience meeting scouts from other countries, going to other countries and meeting scouts there in their, on their home turf. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like, okay, you know, like we can roll with this. This is all right. And sometimes just having those other things can be, uh, you know, I mean, obviously my, my hope would be for everybody who's been displaced by this, that they end up back home, you know, yes. that they're able to return to yeah. what they know as home. Yeah. Um, and many of them probably will, maybe not all, but, you know, while they are wherever they are for however long they are, um, the more they can find that is even at least a little bit familiar, I think the better, you know, mm-hmm. because that helps. It, it, I mean, it, it, it does a lot, right? Like it's, it's the same as like going to church for me, right? Because, you know, I can walk into a Catholic church literally anywhere in the world. And even if I don't speak the language, I can kind of figure out what's happening. Yeah. You know, I can follow along. I know where I'm at. Um, And there's something to that, you know, is that even if you're far from home and you are totally not familiar with this place, its people, its customs, anything like that, Mm -hmm. have something that you can walk into and be just like, oh, I recognize this, you know, like that's huge. And it totally reframes everything, you know, suddenly the, the entirely alien becomes a little more familiar and it's, it's all right. Random thought, but so, um, yeah, those would be, like I say, shorter episode on content, but something that's kind of been percolating in my mind, uh, it's just, yeah. How to help out in this circumstance. And I think, you know, those are the big ones. There's different organizations, even depending where you are, like in Canada or in the U S or wherever you're listening, um, there's different organizations that are going to be sort of taking point on this, reaching out to them or reaching out to your council or your NSO, um, get an answer and work through the official channels. Do not try to solo this because that will cause yeah. more, that will cause yeah. more chaos than good. Yeah. But, um, you know, there are things that can be done like collecting supplies. Um, and like I say, you know, dental stuff, even just toothbrushes and toothpaste, you want to do a toothbrush drive, mm-hmm. do a toothbrush drive. Um, people will need it. <laughs> It's Jeez. a consumable. Yeah. I can't even remember my toothbrush when I get on a plane and I have weeks <laughs> to plan for the trip. You, know? <laughs> you tell me I got 30 minutes to leave my home before the bombs start falling. Mm. I'm not remembering my toothbrush. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so like that is the thing that people are going to need and dental health mm. can fall off so fast. So like that is a huge thing. Um, or, you know, stuff like, you know, women's hygiene products, baby stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all the just because just because uh, the war started didn't mean that the the world stopped turning too, right? right? Like you know, right. there were like, babies being born and, and yeah. surgeries being done and all sorts of things, right? Yep, yeah, life did not stop for any of that, 
And like, those are things again. And, and some of that's just, you know, me also, you know, from the stuff we've done, like with the, the Cub Scouts and the food bank, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're always short on baby stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, understandably like that, that stuff's expensive, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and also it's not like people are actively thinking about it when they're buying food or whatever to donate. Right. They're just like, yeah. Oh yeah. What does, uh, you know, dry goods or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So, yep. Actually, I remember the food bank putting out a list some months ago, right. Where it's like, you know, yeah. You know, like buying us tomato sauce is all well and good. Um, maybe send some noodles too, <laughs> you know, just yeah. think things like that, right. The things you don't necessarily think about or like, you know, yeah. Cake mix isn't really useful unless you're also donating oil. Yeah. Um, or craft craft dinner, you know, yeah. cause it needs milk and, or butter or whatever, right? Like, or margarine. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Right. Like, uh, um, a lot of the, you know, and, uh, and there are things that, you know, and again, that's why it's important, I think, to reach out to the, to reach out to these organizations too, because they, they can tell you, it's like, okay, well, we have a glut of pasta. We don't even wear pasta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pasta. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we need this instead. <laughs> um, so lots of lots of reasons to reach out to the people in charge um yeah. but yeah like you know I, I always remember those things as sticking out in mind it's like you know stuff for babies um you know stuff for periods stuff for teeth um those are things that sometimes get missed but the need for them never goes away no agreed and uh you know organizing those donation drives i mean if there's anybody out there who needs their CNE award chief scout award Queen's Venture Award, something, something service project, you know. Be a good time. Yeah, be a good time to maybe put something like that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, collect a bunch of stuff, send it in, keep collecting it, send more of it in. Um, yeah, make it a reoccurring thing even. Mm-hmm. Or you could, you know, like build a bench, I suppose. But um, <laughs> I suppose. Well, okay. And I, I, I guess I should explain that one. Context, that, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That I'm one sure was, it's meaningful in some application, but no, it's, it's, uh, so, uh, there was, uh, one of the Instagram accounts I follow is BSA memes. And one of the things they posted recently, and I'm probably going to just completely quote this wrong, but like, essentially they posted something, you know, a few weeks back where it's like, um, you know, Eagle Scout has amazing idea for service project, but ends up building another bench for time considerations. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the context context yeah. helped in that. That that tradition yeah. of the the service project as a as a major event advancement requirement yes. is really it's yeah. it it is something that we have adopted now, but it's definitely you know like it's much more at least in the North American context is definitely much more been a, a Scouts BSA side of thing, right? And then you know now we have added that to our own um, top award requirement set for all sections. Um, but it wasn't always given as much emphasis. Whereas, you know, the Eagle Scout project is, you know, like that's a, that's a thing. It's a known thing. It has been a known thing for like decades. So, but, but yeah, I think BSA memes is riffing on the fact that, and I mean, admittedly, I do actually see this a lot again in the news because, you know, you, you do the right targeted Google searches and it's like, oh yeah. Okay. Hey, look, another Eagle Scout built a park bench and kind of cleaned up the the garden around it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like that is awesome. 
in its own way, right? I think it does benefit yeah. the community, definitely. Um, but it is funny how that is a theme. I can actually see where the meme is riffing on there because I've seen enough yeah. news stories about this from this or that local paper. Um, so there's the thing. <sighs> you know, it occurs to me that I have shout outs and I don't even have them written down. So I think I'm just going to have to apologize. And well, let me just see here. Maybe if I'm really lucky. Have any new ones here? Nope, not right now. Okay, which sucks because I know that I do have a couple that I need to give and ah, they're just not in my head right now. So apologies to anybody who I have a backdated shout out owed to. I will get around to you as soon as I remember to update my darn list. <sighs> You're good for it, I swear. <laughs> am I? Am I though? <laughs> Every time I think that things are just, you know, that I can get them under I'll control. I'll try and remind you the next yeah. time you... You, you and I talk and you're, I'm like, get your, I'll get, I'll uh, mention to get your shout out list together. Yeah. That way you can blame me if you don't have it for the next episode. Yeah. The next time we sit down in person, we're literally going to have to like cover each other's tabs <laughs> for like mutual birthday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, terrible. I hope you at least got to do something for yours. Cause that was recently too. Uh, no, 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 no. It, Fell flat because uh, uh, Cindy had COVID. Oh, well, I hope so, she's doing better. She is. Yeah, no, okay, it, 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 it ran its course. It was, yeah. you know, just over a week. Uh, well, it was two days of uncomfortableness and then mm. five days of general tiredness and mm. coughing. And then, it, and then it just kind of cleared up. So happy, happy. Yeah, vaccines, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I keep saying. So, mm. um, but yeah, no, uh, she's doing well. So I have, uh, I'd like to do a makeup party at some point. So maybe May, May 2nd. I, uh, uh, I think early May is good for me. Mid to yeah. late May may go sideways depending on Grace's health, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's when all the big diagnostics that, happen. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like obviously she's had her struggles for years. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a way it's good to, you know, actually now have a more concrete idea of what the reasons for those is mm -hmm. um, the path to the path from here. I, we're not sure about yet. So, yeah, but we'll Kinda know more. To take it a day at a time and see what happens. Not literally, because like, you know, some days mm -hmm. she's just like today, she was up and raring to go in the morning. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, today was weird anyways. It's like, Normally we try to go to church as a family. Yeah. It's Palm Sunday. So we kind of yeah. really want to go to church as a family. Yeah. We wound up not doing this oh. uh, for two reasons. One, um, Ella got invited to like a church youth group because one of the parishes around here is sort of rebuilding theirs after two years of dormancy. Okay. And uh, so they have a grade seven to grade 12 youth group that they have put together. And tonight was the first one. Cool. Ella was all on board to go for that. And the idea was that you went to like the 5 p.m. service and then they would stay for, you know, a talk and some adoration and dinner and it was good. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, kind of, you know, everybody, all the kids were just dragging their butts out of bed this morning. Everyone was real tired. Um, they were up late yesterday, though. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's probably why. And, you know, initially it was just going to be like Ella going to the 5 p.m. and the rest of us are going to go to 9 a.m., which is our usual. And, mm -hmm. uh, at some point I'm just like, why don't we just all go to 5 PM? Mm -hmm. And so most of us did, but grace was like feeling really good in the morning. So mm -hmm. that 
often doesn't translate to feeling really good in the evenings. So it's just like, well, you know what? I'll go now. And then like, I can hold down the fort here at home uh, while you all go. And so we did that, but whatever. It's like, uh, flexible. I don't even know where I was going with this. I had a point mm. and it's gone because my brain's just fried lately. It, it is late. So, you know. It's late and like, just, mm, I, I love what I do and the work is like, it, it's good. I, I love it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, just, it's so easy to get into this state of being just brain fried because mm-hmm. we're juggling more. My team, what's left of it is juggling so much more than it ever has per mm-hmm. person. Right. Cause we just don't have bodies to spread the workload around to. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a lot to keep in your head. And then on top of that, you know, you're trying to do scouts and maybe podcasts and, oh, and also yeah. there's that whole, like, I have a family thing. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. So like, ah, uh, it's, it's been, March was a madhouse, man. I totally yeah. understand why I didn't get around to recording any episodes. It was literally like, it was just a madhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. April's a little better, but only a little. March, marginally better. Um, yeah. March Madness. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Did you want to do your uh, shout out to the? Oh yeah, yes. I guess I do have the obligatory, obligatory and shout out to uh, our friends at Scouting Radio. Thank you, as always, for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide scouting audience. And you know, hey, if you are listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, um, as always, we are keen for you to let us know. Uh, reach out, get in touch. We would, of course, love to hear from you. Scouter Ken. Yes, sir. How does one get a hold of us? Ah, in, well, I'm glad you asked. In the current climate. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Such that it is. <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people reach out via email, and that is still a great way to get in touch. Scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail or outlook.com. You're so old using email. <laughs> If I could stop you, there are times I've tried to kill email entirely for different things that I've been part of. <laughs> it just, it doesn't always work. People, nah. people do not get it. Yeah. I mean, our generation is kind of like, we're right in between, right? You know? Yeah. It's, hey. it's everything. And it's also, we would like to have one thing. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's even a little bit older than us is just like, nope, I'll email you. It's fine. Yeah. And anybody yeah. who's even a little bit younger than us is just like, hey, look, all these great messaging apps. Yeah, I'm going to direct message you on uh, or DM you on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm fine with both and I prefer the uh-huh. latter. I definitely prefer the latter. But uh-huh. it's yeah, we're kind of I'm kind of we're kind of in this weird little awkward moment in time where it's like uh, I can never quite quit email because I know enough people who are just a little bit older than me who only communicate by email. <laughs> it's like having a landline phone, you know? Same thing. And carrying a cell phone. Yeah. Hi. Right? It's like this is thirty bucks a month that I am getting nothing for. For but what happens if somebody needed to call the house? What? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Sorry. Carry on. Uh, but yes, email is a thing. But if you're younger than you know that, um, and more hip and with it. Yeah. Uh, you have options: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have started posting things back to TikTok again because why the hell not? Uh, pardon my language. Um, Discord is, you know, another one. Uh, although obviously the Discord server has been fairly quiet since we don't use it for recordings anymore. Uh, but I mean, I respond to messages on Discord. I'm always on 
one server or another on that service. Um, oh, I should reach out to the youth group coordinator about setting up a Discord. Another email I got to send tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, you can also go to scoutingstuffpodcast.com and look for the microphone icon. Um, it used to be blue. I think it's orange now. Um, but at any rate, yeah, I think it actually takes its cues now from the page color scheme. So orange yeah. would be a color. Uh, but anyways, look for the microphone icon. Usually lives in the lower right-hand side of the screen. And you can use that to record us a voice message. Ooh, which would yeah. be fun because mm-hmm. we haven't had one of those in a while. No, no, that would be that would be awesome. And that's a way for you to get your voice in the podcast. And I don't even know if there's like a time limit on the on the voicemails uh, Ooh, with this service. So you can so, monopolize the podcast by yeah, having your own podcast. Yeah, feel <laughs> feel free to 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 test what the time limit might be if there is one. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? Just come on. There's got to be like a rover out there who's like, oh, challenge accepted. Pending, pending content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll publish it and call it yeah. our own. There you go. Well, we'll credit you if you, you know, give us something to credit you as. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, please, voicemail. Awesome. Or uh, again, reviews, always welcome a review. You can do that in a few different places. Um, notably, uh, of course, iTunes is the biggest one. Um, you can also leave ratings now on Spotify or on Podchaser or just right on our website at scoutingstuffpodcast.com. It has its own review system built in. Um and actually also the Facebook page accepts reviews now that I think about it. So you got like five different options there. So feel free to, to drop us five stars or less than that. But why? And and if you have a good Ukrainian recipe, send it along too. We'll... Oh, yeah, totally. I will I will totally blast that out there. <laughs> I, I think I might do Nalesniki uh, tomorrow. Mm, sounds delightful. Mm, oh, they are. If you've never experienced them, you have, I'm sure. I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't get far with a name like Melnick and not have. Mm-hmm. I used to be big on uh, Petahet pierogies yeah. for those who. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I still love them, but uh, Petishka have completely stolen my heart. Uh, okay. Buns and cream sauce. I mean, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your stretchy pants. That's all I have. To say. Yeah. <laughs> when when eating Ukrainian food. Where are your stretchy pants? Have you heard the Carrie Underwood song? Uh, no. Oh, you got to look it up. You got to look it up. Play it for Cindy. You'll laugh. Okay. What, what's it called? Stretchy Pants. Oh, Stretchy Pants? Oh, okay. It's by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> okay. Totally going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it is, it is, I don't, I don't think she has a lick of Ukrainian in her, but, uh, it is, it is a song for our people. <laughs> it, it, it is, it, it is a little on the nose, is it? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or it on is, point, I should say. It is. It is painfully on point. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's good. I think. I think Grace. It's. It. I think it's set in the, the. The song is in the context of Thanksgiving dinner. I think that's when Grace found it actually, and we kind of played it for all and sundry. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's on point. <laughs> so, this has been country music. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Country yeah. music stuff. You should know. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if your scout group is looking for ways to support Ukraine, a few ideas. Check the show notes. There'll be some links to stuff. And um, yeah. Thank you out there for listening. And uh, until next time, be prepared. Mm-hmm.